We apologize for the inconvenience. All right, we're still hanging out here in the amazing press room at Dead Center and very honored to be uh, joined by a local Oklahoma uh, director and uh, college professor. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yeah. yourself? Well, thank you. Fritz Kirsch is my name. Well, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you, Fritz. You just, uh, Hello. Hello. Yeah, you did some <laughs> uh, panels or up panel earlier today, right? Yes, um, actually today and yesterday. Yesterday I was able to, it's the same panel on both days, but okay. yesterday the audience was primarily high school students interested in film, in the idea of the industry as a career and a direction. Today was a public panel for everyone who was interested in the same thing. Yesterday our focus was really to talk about how the others on the panel, previous students of mine, mm -hmm. uh, cinematographers and filmmakers today, got to do what they got to do, how they've achieved what they've done. And today we talked a little bit about the overall idea of their contributions on a professional level, what a cinematographer does, how they contribute to the outcome of a film. Okay. It's good. Where um, is it that you teach? I'm uh, the chair of the Department of Moving Image Arts at Oklahoma City University. Oh, oh cool. Okay. Started I live right down the road from there. In 2005, and uh, we're 10, 11 years old now. So I, I've, I've viewed quite a few uh, OCU student films. Mm -hmm. um, were you part of the, the film festival at OCU? Didn't you guys have your little own film festival? We have a, a screening day, a student screening day every year. So students will make films at a variety of different levels. Well, let me say it a better way. Students make films throughout their four-year career. So freshman, senior, sophomore, everything. And we collect put them together, and every spring we show the work of the students. In addition to the work of students who, have, who are finishing or uh, have made their thesis film, a graduating student uh, prepares, finishes a, mm -hmm. um, a longer form film to you know, show off their knowledge, and those screen a year after the students leave. So everyone's very current on what they do. They get to see the work. That's real good. That's great. Uh, kind of like a, a connection we had made earlier, uh, we had... Carol Littleton in the room, who was the uh, editor for E.T., um, and then you were uh, the director of Children of the Corn, mm -hmm. um, the 19, 1980s original Children of the Corn, not one of the billions of sequels that have since come along. The one with Linda Hamilton? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, you and Carol both started out editing commercials, TV commercials, uh -huh. right? And so you said that you had actually started out by going and using her editing studio and, and doing some editing there. Was really? That, so yeah. it was kind of a cool connection that you're both, you know, Oklahoma natives kind of started out in the same industry. Um, did you spend much time with Carol back then? I did not really know her. She was a mover and shaker in terms of having a facility that you could rent. Um, okay. And it was a beautiful facility. It was a small house in Hollywood. It was coincidentally two blocks away from my company uh, where I made television commercials. So after doing the production on Children of the Corn and needing the editing process, uh, the editor who knew her, the editor of the film who knew her, mm -hmm. uh, Harry Karamidis, uh, who edited Back to the Future and a lot of big films, oh, really? said, Very nice. I'll tell you what. Let's set up down here, and at lunchtime and at dinner time, you'll come over and we'll work, and then you'll go back and make television commercials during the day. So I would shuttle down two blocks, uh -huh. work in her facility. Uh, I didn't know it, the history or what it was going to turn into at right. the time, but this was a, a facility that turned out enormous number of great films. Quentin Tarantino yes, even she used was just it, telling yeah. us that that's where, like, was it Reservoir Dogs? Reservoir Dogs was, Dog was there, and, and her then, work was done there. Yeah. Uh, it's just a neat little place that now subsequently has been sold. But that part of Hollywood were, and still is, a lot of little 
private residents that have been turned into businesses. Yeah, I like how you were describing it before. It's just this little unassuming kind of, you know, cottage that you wouldn't have any clue what's happening, you know, behind those closed doors. Now, history's being made behind that head yeah. and, and the people that are there, I mean, you know, this was where Spielberg would come in and he would just lunch and go through the, the cupboards in the kitchen and you'd leave the editing room, your editing room, you look around, Steven Spielberg, mothers. It's like, what's that sound in there? Spielberg's in there you know, rummaging through the cockpit. Spielberg's in the cheese balls again. Yeah. And her husband is an extremely well-known and huge, hugely important cinematographer and you know, he would drift yeah. in and out doing tests and things like that. Yeah. It was an exciting time in Los Angeles, in Hollywood, early 80s, late 70s, early 80s. Absolutely. Everybody was about the same age, trying different things, kind of the, you know, the post-postmodern group of when did you When did you first go out there? I'm sorry. I went out in 1975 after university. Okay. I went out to go to graduate school. Uh, unfortunately, I never really fully applied to graduate school, but I appeared at the doorstep of the graduate school and said, I'm here. And they I'm said, here. who? Who? <laughs> Get out? And I said, no, no, I've come all the way from New York. I am, I'm entitled. You'll find the paperwork. Right. And they said, ah. So I, I sat in classes for about three quarters of a term. Great classes. American Silent Film Screenings wow. and, and discussions a, at a, UCLA. At, at the UCLA, time. okay. And Chauncey Haynes would come in and accompany on the organ the silent films. And he was an old oh, Hollywood really? silent uh, organist. And he would perform, and you'd watch these great films and the discussions afterwards, and it was eye opening oh. and just mind boggling. And then I, I started that. working in commercials, and then I fully applied to SC, and I started there at night. Okay. And then I started making money, and I said, money over graduate school, I'll stick with the money. Of course, yeah. And then it led one thing to another, and um, got into shooting and uh, cinematography unions and all those kind of so things. So did, did you do work primarily as a cinematographer before you took on the role of a director? My first, my first opportunities really were, uh, you know, it's the classic tale of running errands and cleaning toilets. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was very proud of the fact that I was a college graduate. I was extremely, you know, and my degree was in economics. I knew everything. So I got an opportunity to work in a company that made television commercials, and they gave me a ring of keys. And I, oh, fantastic. I have the door. I have the camera room. I have yeah, yeah. this. And what's this, little, yeah, yeah. what's this little silver skeleton thing? And the guy said, well, that's the key that unlocks the toilet paper wraps above the seats that you'll have to fill. And I said... I am out of here. Oh, that's a this is, I, I, I went to college. I don't do this. But I stuck with it, and I did it. And the company gave me all kinds of opportunities. And I took advantage of those opportunities and yeah. learned to shoot, would steal the leftover film, shoot it, process it, and look at the work. Then yeah. uh, I was caught doing that. And they said, why don't you shoot it? Yeah. If you know so much, it'll you know save so much us money. Fun. Then you just go ahead and shoot and that right. led to another thing and another thing. And I think that's something that translates that. a lot, too, from the music industry. That's where I, I work and teach for ACM at UCO mm -hmm. here. And that's something we stress on people. It's like, you're going to go into these recording facilities, and you're, you're going to be making coffee, and you're going to be sweeping up, or you're going to be wrapping cables. But the point is, you're going to be in the room with these people who are doing it. So while you're doing that, watch, learn. It's free mm -hmm. education, basically. And at the same time, if you wind up with that set of keys, like you're saying, you've got the key to that studio. And if you're there after hours sweeping up, sit down, learn, experiment, you know, if you're the one cleaning up after everybody, well, then you can make a mess and clean up after yourself and nobody would be no, the wiser that you were there. That was it. It was a seven day a week job for me, yeah. 20 hours a day. I did it. Then the people coming through there, like her, like Carol Littleton's mm -hmm. husband would come through and shoot a commercial. Okay. Or, 
<coughs> Caleb Deschanel came through. He was the frequent cinematographer. And yes. I, he took me under his wing. So I was his camera assistant for about two years and wow. learned from him how it worked. And John Alonzo from Chinatown and Vilmos Zygmunt would shoot there. And you just stand oh, around and cow. watch these guys. And they say, come cool. over here, kid. Why are you, why are you salivating? Yeah, come on, show you how this works. Some of the best coming through it that It was a room. fantastic time. And so it was an opportunity to be around them. And I, I t your advice is absolutely yeah. the advice I took. Just stay there. Do it. Live there. And sooner or later, people are going to take advantage of what yes. your your desire is. Yeah. They'll notice. And you get exploited, and, and you learn how to not become exploited after a while. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a um, it's a good way to do it, yeah. in my opinion. I feel like Very I just good. made another another realization here. You're, you directed Children of the Corn, and then we interviewed Chris Freihofer, who I believe has worked on the most recent, recent. iteration yeah. of the Children of the Corn storyline. Which and, was shot partially in here. And, here. and even better, my students were the crew on Children of the Oh, were they really? The cinematographer <laughs> was one of my students. Nice. And a number awesome. of others. It's like so coming full circle. The, yeah, and it, it just, uh, I'm, in, I'm in fear now. <laughs> <laughs> what have they learned? Don't they understand the morals of what they're getting into, the ethics? Children I mean, killing their parents. Well, for anybody <laughs> yeah, had, right? who had a concern <laughs> about this new Children of the Corn, you can hear now, you know it's got roots tying back to the original. It does. I mean, it's yeah. not just like some random group of people that decided to make it up. It's like, there are connections and ties. It, it's back it's really it. fascinating. It, it was great to hear. Yeah. Well, whoever does there. the uh, trivia on IMDb is just typing this out right now as they listen yeah. to it. <laughs> right. Well, last Perhaps. year, you know, the, last year was the first year that uh, we had a setup like this, uh, doing interviews, and one of the board members of Dead Center encouraged us, you know, to start making films. Like, if you guys are going to be interested in Dead Center and short films, is like, why don't you get into the act of actually making them? Sure. Why not? And so we went ahead. And we've done two of them so far, and. Um, you'll never really be able to understand short films and what it's like to watch them and know what's going until, until you make one and you well, get that you like get that learning process you're, you're, what you're doing at OCU is I, I knew some friends who took some film classes at OU but it was more about just you know writing papers about the films they watched and I said when do you guys actually make a movie and at OCU it seems like you guys actually go out and get hands on experience and make a film mm -hmm. not just write about movies you've watched that, that's the dual instruction platform to give it a name if I can give it any kind of name the idea is you must learn the critical thinking that goes along with the theory and the process mm -hmm. learn the history of film you, you must study those who come before you you must have a usable past but you must apply that you must go out and exercise and try and learn and better what you do and not just mirror those who have done it before you, but make mistakes and find the magic in mm -hmm. what you've done and therefore discover something new and different. It's very, very important. Yeah. You know, we've done a lot with the students. They're all excited. They're doing films now. Uh, we can look around the state on any film that's in the state and see a lot of students that have um, gone through the educational processes in the last 10 years here in Oklahoma. And it's terrific. When I was with uh, a group of my students, those who won the best uh, Oklahoma film, mm -hmm. feature film, uh, Jake Burns and, and yes, yeah, uh, they said oh, electric nostalgia. Yeah. Electric nostalgia. The, the, wait, those were your students? Yeah, great. Yeah, all three of them. Yeah, we had them in here yesterday. Uh, yeah, that's they, awesome. They, they, it's exciting. <laughs> they had a, a panel. Uh, they're involved with the community here, of course, in Oklahoma City, and they're promoting filmmaking in Oklahoma City. And they have a uh, about a once a month meeting of filmmakers in the Plaza District. Oh, really? So we went down. We talked about what's the next step. And we talked about it to a very large group of filmmakers. I would say about 100 people were there. Wow. Afterward, I realized our next step as Oklahoma filmmakers is not to continue to make anything that comes along, but to unify and perhaps even write a manifesto 
Let's make Oklahoma film. Let's define what we make. What is Let's have a film? manifesto of Oklahoma film. Let's call it Moving Image 16, to use the number in front of me on the wall, yeah. and say, this is our manifesto, and we will make films like this. It will, they will incorporate fellowship. They will incorporate uh, a certain kind of production element. Whatever this group wants, and then we get known for that. And that makes Oklahoma kind of distinctly create a Oklahoma different. movement. Of exactly. Film. Instead of scattering and making a quilt of different mm -hmm. products, different things all over the state, let's coordinate and include certain things that we believe are oh, very yeah. important and call it our manifesto and stand up as a group. I would like to see I what that would cool. coalesce into. Greatness. Yeah. Let's just like cut to genius. Good answer. It would be good genius. answer. Genius. <laughs> cut to the, you know, pat ourselves on the shoulders. <laughs> Hell, genius. Did you, did you grow up here in Oklahoma City? or? No, I grew up in New York. Um, my father was a college professor, mm -hmm. so part of uh, you know the push was filmmaking. Were you kidding? No, a banker, lawyer, you, you'll do that. Uh, so yeah. go to graduate school, do this. You're going to be a doctor. Yes, yeah. and so uh, we had our discussions. <laughs> and um, late '60s, everything was pretty exciting times, sure. you know, yeah. political, yeah. politically. And so I went to Los Angeles to do what I wanted to do. Okay. And it turned around great. Uh, in the end, my father, now deceased, was in two of my films. Was it really? Yeah, he, he played an extra in two films, and so That's he's cool. always alive in both films. It's yeah. really kind of cool to, yeah, see, to him. see him. Again. In one film, he was a non-speaking extra, and then upgraded him in the second film to a speaking role, <laughs> and it's just embarrassing, and he was fantastic. <laughs> but he, he came no, to approve of your work. Oh, he loved yes. it. When, when he saw it, he went to the premiere. I remember walking with him. Uh, we showed Children of the Corn at MGM on the lot, for the cast and crew, didn't have a public kind of thing, but cast and crew, so, but it was still well attended, very large. And we were walking out down the um, alleyways of the stages. Mm -hmm. And he and my mother were living in Arizona, so they had come over from Tucson. And my mother said, oh, Fritzy, it was really, she's you know, gushing like moms do. And my father said, I came all the way for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. And, and I knew, I got, I got a little work you, to do it? here. I got, I got to prove the rock. You know? So over time, he, he started to realize, That's funny. you can make a living. Mm -hmm. This is a profession that we are doing something that has a purpose. We're saying something. We're changing culture. We're changing people. Uh, and I'm sure today, if he knew I was teaching college, he'd even oh, be he more excited. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's kind of fun. But yeah, he, he's That's a great. star. He, he, he's a, a, he put his name on a bathroom door with a piece of tape and said, I'm here. I sat around and read the New York Times until people found him. When do I work? When do I work? Yeah. Great. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's the rock. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your day to join us. This oh, has been quite the honor. Thank you, oh, Fritz. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very no, much. Please. I, I enjoy talking with you guys yeah. and, and uh, promoting what we do here in the state. Yes. And I hope that we can continue to promote it. We get more students involved in it. And our I, I won't call it our movement, but our energy continues at the peak. I like Absolutely. it. We'll get that manifesto ready. Uh, I'm yeah. with you. Absolutely. <laughs> Remember, it's genius. It's genius. genius. <laughs> Get the whiskey, baby I'll get the wine now, baby